Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 211, and I'm calling it Updates to My Basic Principles and How They're Going in My House Right Now. Or something like that. Okay. But before I do that, I'm, I'm not going straight into an ad. I want to read you a couple of reviews that I found super fascinating on my books. This one was recently left on April 8th um, on decluttering at the speed of life. And it's five stars. Thank you for five stars. It says a childhood classic, a classic book by Robert Munch. My mom used to read it to me. And now I read it to my child. So I think that maybe they thought they were reviewing a different book, but I still am thankful for the five stars and hey, I'll go check out Robert Munch's books. But anyway, um, but there are lots and lots, like lots, hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews that are actually for my book. Anyway, but this one is a three-star review over on Audible that I found super fascinating. And this is also on decluttering at the speed of life. At first, it kind of made me go, wait, what? Anyway, cracked me up. I mean... Did I just give away that it's funny? Anyway, here we go. It's three stars and it says, the title of the review is, if you're living in a mansion, you may enjoy it. And then the review is, I could not identify with the writer's problems since her goal is to have nice rooms to walk by, that's in quotes, walk by, and finds her 2000 square meters home kind of small. Still, the book has some good ideas within. And at first I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. Mansion. They're calling my house a mansion. And then I realized, so I do, you know, state the size of my home. I think it's 20, 2052 square feet, but this person said square meters. And I know in a lot of other places, maybe everywhere, but the U S I actually don't know how homes are measured in square meters as opposed to in square feet. And I thought, oh, wow, does that mean that she's thinking I have like a 6,000 square foot home? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go find a calculator online. And so I searched, you know, square feet to square meters calculator, (laughs) y'all, to know what this person is picturing, which I don't think it's one of you guys because this writer's makes it sounds like, you know, she has never heard of me before, whatever. Anyway, 2000 square feet, which is the actual size of my phone, my phone. It's the, I have a phone that's 2000 square feet. Size of my home is what I meant to say. 2,000 square meters, which is what she was picturing, is 21,527 square feet. <laughs> like, I feel so bad that somebody read my book and was picturing that I was talking about a home that was over 21,000 square feet big. <laughs> I kind of can't stop laughing about it. I'm sorry. Anyway, just for some reference here, because I was like, okay, I know I don't ask people the square foot of their homes, but you know, you hear it every once in a while. And I know I have some friends who have like what I consider to be really big houses that are like four and 5,000 square feet. Anyway, I went, I just kind of looked up 20,000 or 22,000 square foot home or something like that. And I found an article on a, a website like millionaires houses or athletes houses or something like that. Um, And it said, I think it was from 2012, it was talking about Tom Brady, who is a football player. That's all I know. 
He's a football player. I'm pretty sure he's the GOAT, greatest of all time, according to a lot of people, because he's won so many Super Super Bowls. Um, Anyway, it was saying that his home had been finished. His 22,000 square foot, $20 million home had been finished. And so that's what the article was about. So just to give you some reference, of course, this person was picturing a mansion. So anyway, just to be clear, my house is... It's a little less than 21,527 square feet, but it also, you know, perspective. I mean, once your book lives out in the world, I don't know who this person is. I can't go and say, Hey, let me just clarify real quick. So anyway, but I honestly was pretty honored and flattered that I got three stars from somebody who thought that. And she said, still the book has some good ideas within and it does. It has really good ideas. Anyway, that's decluttering at the speed of life. But those just cracked me up. All right. So I am talking about updates to my basic concepts and principles, because I think it's really important to kind of talk about how these things play out in real life. And if you're new around here, um, I talk about it in all of the podcasts. I have a bajillion, probably not an actual bajillion. I should be careful about throwing out numbers these days, shouldn't I? But... I'm just going to say bajillion. Uh, I have a bajillion blog posts on the whole concept, my whole process of going from completely, totally overwhelmed to figuring out what are the things I absolutely have to do to keep my house under control. Those things are also written in instructional, instructional format in my book, um, how to manage your home without losing your mind and my detailed decluttering process in decluttering the speed of life. So I have written and talked about these things so much, but especially because I'm coming from the perspective of the person who was not born knowing any of this, who this stuff is completely and totally unnatural to. I feel like it's really important to just do an update here and there and say, how's that working for you now? And that what Dr. Phil says, how's that working for you? You know, like how, how is that going now? Because so many times back when I would try a new method or, you know, read a new book and say, okay, I'm going to do this. I would, be all gung ho and be like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to be perfect because I now I know what to do. And then it would fizzle. And then anyway, so I have boiled things down to such complete basics that I am very confident because they've worked in my own home and other people's homes that these are the things to keep houses out of disaster status. But I feel like it's important to kind of give you an update of where I personally am on all this stuff. Does that make sense? We'll see. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to give you a two-week update on my decor podcast that I did a couple weeks ago. Um, At the time I'm recording this, it has been two weeks that I have had my living room officially and actually decorated. I'm still totally in love with it. And so far, as I said last time, I'm telling you, I am not claiming that this is going to be the case forever. But so far, so good. And the fact that it is decorated seems to be very helpful in keeping it neater. Um, For one thing, things have a very definite place because I'm kind of trusting the eye of the person who helped me decorate. Okay, they said this looked good here. So I'm just going to keep it there. I'm not going to try to be do crazy stuff with it. I'm just going to keep it right there, which means it has a definite spot, which means something else can't be in that spot. So putting stuff back together, putting the room back together is seeming to be easier because of things having a very defined space and place. Got that? Makes sense. I've talked a lot in the past about when 
before I started my deslobification process, when I was completely overwhelmed and I would try to get my kids on board, it was always very difficult because I didn't realize it at the time in the moments of frustration, but as I started to get my house under control, I started to realize that one of the reasons my kids had not been able to help me, now of course at the time they were like, you know, two, four, and six or whatever. They were three, five, and seven when I started the the blog. Um, But one of the reasons they hadn't been able to help me was simply that they didn't know what my living room was supposed to look like. It was such a rare occasion that the living room looked like I wanted it to look. And basically that was only for a party. And then we didn't have parties as often as I wanted to, or people over as often as I wanted to, because my house was so overwhelming and it took me forever to get ready for people to come over. But because of that, my kids did not know what the living room was supposed to look like. And so as I started the daily habits of the daily pickups, the five minute pickups, and really, really decluttered the living room down to what actually needed to be in there and where it needed to be permanently, then my kids were able to help so much more effectively in the living room and take on some ownership and me be able to say, clean up the living room and just leave the room because they knew what they were aiming for, what they honestly did not know because that was not their normal. And I feel like this, the decorating stuff kind of takes that up a level. Now we did have, you know, some people over, over the weekend, which forced me to keep things straightened, but I never, like, I was really focusing more on other places in my house Any of the times when I had to pick up for that, when I had to pick up for when my cleaner came yesterday, I mean, I didn't feel like I had to do hardly anything in the living room, just pick up a few things here and there. It just, but it's also only been two weeks. So whatever, we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that. But I did want to make sure that I'm keeping going on that, explaining what's going on. Oh, and I did. Here's another thing too. I actually had the thought Oh, I need another basket right there. Um, I talked in that podcast where I talked about decor and baskets and just how obvious it was to the people helping me. Well, of course you need a basket right here. And I'm scared because I used baskets incorrectly for so many years, whatever. Anyway, but I noticed when my daughter's been, there's kind of this new piece that my friend who was helping me said, you need need something right there to put a lamp on. And she brought it over and there was room in my container for it, the container that is my room. And it has a little shelf on it. And my daughter's just naturally been putting her headphones there every day. And I thought, I think I need a basket there. I think that's, that's what I need. So anyway, I was kind of proud of myself for that. Our first sponsor for this episode is BetterHelp. I love hearing from listeners who consider me a friend who talks to them about this cleaning and organizing thing every week. But many people may need someone they can talk to about struggles like grief, anxiety, trauma, and depression. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do need to be clear, this is not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers all over the place, is there's a broad expertise in the network, which may not be locally available in many areas. 
um, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean and simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Use the discount code CLEAN. Okay, let's talk about laundry. So on the blog recently, I shared a post about my friend Jody, who uh, we've never met in real life, but we were part of a blogging group that would kind of brainstorm together. I mean, back in, it's probably been seven or eight years ago that we were in the same group. Anyway, and we've kept up over Instagram and she had read my book and uh, we hadn't personally communicated in years and years, but she messaged me back in October and said, oh my word, I can't believe Laundry Day is working, you know, and how much of an impact it was making on her. Then she messaged me again in February and was like, it's still going strong. This, you know, if you ever want me to uh, write a post about how to adjust it for a large family, because she has seven kids, you know, I'll do that. So I was like, yes, please, because I don't have seven kids and I love getting real life perspectives. So she had written that post. And so it's made me think a lot about Laundry Day lately. And so I wanted to update you guys on how that's going. Laundry day is still going strong. I mean, I think I started doing it in the first year of blogging because I know I tried the one load a day thing so hard. I tried so hard because that's what the experts said I should be doing. I mean, I worked so hard. I mean, I tried every method I could think of to try to get myself to remember to switch over laundry every single day. And I just couldn't do it. I would just forget. And then I'd end up rewashing the same load and I was constantly behind on laundry. So I think I started laundry day probably six to eight months into my deslobification process. And we're getting, I mean, it's going to be 10 years in August that I've been doing the blog. So like nine years, I've been doing laundry day for nine years, nine years of different ages and stages of our family me getting significantly busier as this has become a business where it was just a hobby back when I first started. Nine years, you guys, who would think that I would ever do the same housekeeping stuff for nine whole years? Because I'm me. Anyway, if you are unfamiliar with Laundry Day, I encourage you to go listen to the podcasts about that. Or there's two chapters on how to manage your home without losing your mind on laundry. The basics are this. I have a laundry day, which means that I gather all the dirty clothes in the entire house, sort them all, and work my way through them with the goal being to get it done in one day. But it is not a formula as much as it's a mindset. So my friend Jody, as she was explaining her family of nine um, laundry day, she's calling it a laundry day. She's talking about it as a laundry day. And she said, but we do it in two days. You know, she does her kids day, her kids stuff on one day and she, or anyway, but it's so lovely because she actually gets the concept. Like she grasped the concept of it is not so much about it being, I have to get laundry done in one day or I'm a failure. It's about this is one week's worth of laundry and I am going to work my way through it and be finished so that then I don't have to think about laundry until next laundry day, one week from now. And that is the key. It's that mental shift of it's possible to be done with laundry, which means that as I have times where life gets crazy and bananas and wackadoodle and all those things, and 
I'm just simply not home on Monday or I'm not home on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I kind of don't feel like being adamant about getting laundry done in every two second period when I'm in my home or whatever. I still have laundry day. I still have, these are the clothes for the week. They're sorted and I'm going to work through them and it gives me an end to laundry. So how am I doing on that? Some weeks are better than others. I would say the majority of days, probably, you know me in numbers, because we've already talked about the 21,000 thing. I would say 70% of the time, I really do finish laundry on Mondays. And other times, it may take me until Wednesday to do all the laundry. Occasionally, I may float a load till the next week. And yet still the existence of laundry, meaning like, okay, are these jeans really that dirty? You know, that's what I mean by that. Can't, you know, if somebody's desperate for these jeans, they can just wear them. But it's that mindset of here's the beginning point of laundry. Laundry is a project. I can work my way through it. I have a project brain. I like when something household related can be a project because so many household related things can't be a project. They just can't. It's just reality. Can y'all hear my dog barking? She's going bananas out there. Anyway, that's just reality. I cannot, so many things can't be a project that because I can turn laundry into a project and that just takes such a burden off of me. So one of the things Jody said was, um, I was able to do my whole seasonal clothing changeover for seven kids in one day because I had so much free time because of laundry day. And it was like, that's amazing. That is so exciting. And I think more than the free time, it's the mental free time. Like I don't feel guilty about how behind I am on laundry. So I'm able to devote this amount of time. Now, realistically, it might be because she actually had all clothes clean at one time. So she's able to do that. So recently, spring break, weeks where my kids are off and we are completely out of the routine and Honestly, they're not going to be wearing school uniforms all week anyway. It's so easy for me to get out of the laundry day routine there. But I still had them sort everything. And we just walked on top of those piles of dirty clothes until we finally worked our way through them. But what I got off on, and this has probably been about four weeks at this point. What I got off on was the folding right out of the dryer because I really didn't feel like it. I mean, I could give you all these reasons of, well, this, but I just didn't feel like it. And so I ended up with some things piled on top of the dryer that were clean. And my kids were, mom, do I have socks? And I'd go in and I'd search and try to keep it from falling over onto the floor. And, and then I had this laundry basket that was getting fuller and fuller, more full, whatever the word is, um, of clean laundry. It was just piling up with more and more clean laundry all the time. So I was really behind on clean laundry, which the real problem with that is people are saying, I don't have any blah, blah, blah. And yet I know they do. It's just buried in a pile of clean laundry somewhere. (sighs) And then that's really frustrating. Anyway, so what we did recently, I guess it was last Sunday afternoon, I gathered every bit of clean laundry that was in random places stuck from having just kind of gotten out of that routine four weeks before. And every every week, it just got a little bit worse and a little bit worse because I'd have one load. Oh, well, if I've already got all these piles of clean laundry, I might as well pile some more on there, right? Anyway, so I covered up the couch and at least one recliner. And I said, okay, everybody is staying in this room until all these clothes are put away. 
I don't care if you fold it or not. That is your business, but get your clothes and go put them away. And we did that and it got us back to that clean slate point, which is what I wanted, right? I wanted to get back down to ground zero, which then made laundry day this week so much easier because I didn't have this backlog of stuff or even just of guilt because that's a legitimate valid thing. There must be some sort of workman in a yard nearby because every dog in my whole neighborhood is going crazy. If you can't hear them, you're just hearing about them. Okay. Dishes. Doing the dishes every day. Yes, because that is everything. It's all about running the dishwasher every single night. If you don't have a dishwasher, I'm so sorry, but you also don't have a dishwasher, so you have to hand wash them. But anyway, because it's all about doing the dishes every single night as opposed to doing them when I need to, because that's not a real thing. <laughs> when I need to is every single day. I didn't know that before. I didn't understand dishes math. Dishes math is that one day's worth of dishes takes 15 minutes. Two days worth of dishes takes an hour or two. Three days worth of dishes takes hours. It does not just go, oh, 15 minutes today or 30 minutes tomorrow. No, there's nothing like that because of all the shifting and the things that, you know, things don't fit in one load of dishes anymore, whatever. So, Yes, absolutely. That's the key thing that everything hinges on to keep the house from being total, complete disaster status. Where we are right now, my daughter, who just thir- turned 13, for about, I would say about a year, um, my kids are always helping whenever I have them help. You know, I mean, like, that's kind of how we do things is because I am not this, like, I love the idea of a chore chart. Um, that I think Connie talked about last week, you know, a chore chart where everything is run with military precision. I mean, I love the movie Years, Mine and Ours. Do you guys remember that? You know, where they had like the big chart and everything. I think, oh, I want to do that. But I don't. I just don't. Um, so we basically just do things as a family. Okay, it's time to do a five minute pickup. We all do it. Okay, it's time to clean the kitchen. Everybody helps, whatever. So my daughter had asked me a while ago, I guess before she started doing this, for like a chore that she could do consistently to make money. Our kids, we make them each pay a hefty portion of their camp uh, fee or whatever you want to call it, that they they love church camp. I'm just going to be real honest since they don't listen to this podcast. I wouldn't do it this way if anybody didn't want to go to camp, but my kids love camp. And what I mean by that is if they didn't want to go to camp, I would make them go to camp anyway, because I'm a big believer in it. Anyway, um, so my, so she wanted a way to earn her money because she didn't want to be spending her birthday money on that. And I can respect that. So anyway, I said, why don't you do, you know, you be in charge of dishes and you can mark off a dollar on a list. You know, this is a dollar I never actually see. But anyway, on a list every time uh, you do the dishes for the day. So anyway, so that's been her job. And I wouldn't have done that at a younger age, but you know, I I felt like she came to me as a needing an idea and I am happy to do that. So anyway, it kind of, it makes it more her responsibility. So it's less for me to think about. Um, and she, she does great at it. Now I did, you know, I had another kid ask if he could do something like that. And I said, sure, I'm going to make it your job to check the bathrooms for clutter. Cause those are, you know, two of my basic four basic habits that make all the difference in the house. Um, you know, check the bathrooms for clutter, clear off your bathroom counter, um, you know, pick up clothes off the floor, make sure in there in the hamper and everything, um, which these are all things that they do and they do as I tell them. And as I remind them, but my goal is to get it to be stuff that I don't even have to think about or consider. And that bathroom thing with this person 
lasted for one day. Whatever. Anyway. Um, okay. I did actually have a question recently um, about how in the world do I only run my dishwasher once a day with a family of five because they run it a lot more. And I think maybe either they live alone or with a much smaller family or I don't know. I don't necessarily only run it once a day. Like the goal is not to only run it once a day. The goal is to run it at least once a day. Uh, like it needs to run at night. I've always got enough in there. And, you know, knowing that I'm going to run it at night forces me to walk through the house and find any other dishes that need to go in it. And I always find some, um, although that's my job, my daughter's job now, but I do empty it in the morning. Usually I don't always, but you know, that'll be my daughter's job. If there's anything in there, she has to empty it before she loads it. Uh, and there usually is, but a lot of times I'll run an extra load, you know, like if we're kind of falling behind because not everything was fitting in there or let's say I did a, you know, a meal that had multiple larger pots that didn't all fit in there. Cause for the most part, I do put most of my pots and pans in there. You have to check to see if it's dishwasher safe, blah, blah, blah. I'm not responsible. If it's not, I put mine in there. Most of them, at least not the cast iron, of course, but, uh, but you know, I, I do that and I often will run it twice a day, but at the very least once a day, because here's the thing. Trying to figure out that out ahead of time never did me any good. And I felt like before I was doing it every single day, I felt like, well, I run my dishwasher three times a day, but I wasn't doing it every day. I was having to do it three times on the day I was trying to catch up from that. When I really, truly started running it every single night, it was amazing how it changed the amount of dishes that I had. I don't know. It's, it's this weird math thing I don't want to figure out. But once I was really, truly running it every single night, I ended up having, you know, that would cover it where I felt like before I was running it way more, kind of like with laundry. Yes, it's laundry day, but, but I still overall felt like I was doing laundry so much less than I was before because I was actually caught up, which then helped me declutter, you know, and I was only ever doing one week's worth of laundry as opposed to oh my word, I'm going to catch up from three or four months of having ever gotten it all done. You know what I mean? So it just, it's a different thing where when I would wait and not do it every single night, well, then I would use so many more dishes that when I did it, even though I hadn't noticed that I hadn't done dishes in a few days, oh my goodness, I've got to do dishes because my, my kitchen is crazy. When I would do that, it would take me load after load after load because there were so many more dishes to do. One day's worth of dishes. I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. But yes, I do. I, I run it as needed more often than that. But the key is at least once a day. Not that I don't ever miss a day. Sometimes I do. But the key is once a day. Let's see. I've mentioned my garage lately. So I'll give you a little update on that. It's still crazy. But it is getting better little by little. Um, my husband is having to do a lot of that because it is stuff from his parents' home, you know, so I want to acknowledge that this is stuff that's, that's difficult sentimentally for him, but I'm trying to help him. And I'm really embracing the container concept on this, you know, cause he just, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. Of course I don't need these karate and archery trophies from the 1950s that his dad had won. Of course I don't need those, but do I really just get rid of him? I mean, you know, like that's, that's where he is right now, which is why he brought this stuff to our house. Cause he just couldn't handle the thought of it going in a dumpster. So I said, okay, here's, here's the thing. We have room in the attic. 
We do. You know, he's saying, we don't need this stuff in the house. He acknowledges that. We have room in the attic. There is space available. So here is a decent sized box. Fill it with your favorite stuff that you just cannot bear to get rid of. And whatever doesn't fit in there, then, you know, we'll, we'll get rid of that. And, and I, and he knows now the container concept. I'm always really big on, you don't need to explain the container concept. Just say, Hey, here's a space that you can put your stuff in and be fine. So that's how that's going. And it is progressing. We're doing a little bit every weekend and it's, it's making a difference for sure. Um, I was going to talk about the master bedroom. Oh my goodness. Uh, it is so much better but it is also still my spot that it just naturally goes back to being crazy. But as I went in, you know, and I, I think, well, maybe, maybe it needs a little more decorating and design like the living room. Although I don't know. I don't know. Master bedroom is its own animal because of its ability to not be seen by guests. But as I went to go get my podcasting microphone out of there, I thought, well, I'll just kind of look and see what is it in that spot that just seems to collect things. It's kind of the spot out of the path, meaning we don't actually purposefully walk in that area very often. It's kind of this triangular space that just nothing happens in that space. Like, and so it just naturally kind of collects stuff. See how I'm blaming the space, not myself. Anyway, and I thought, because I was thinking, oh, I think I know there's a donate box in there and I know there's some camera equipment and stuff that I, you know, I feel like I have to kind of keep out of the path where it could get knocked over and everything. Then I went in there and looked and I'm like, there's actually like four donate boxes in there. Those could go really easy. And there's a big old out of place laundry hamper. Yeah, that just needs to move three feet over to the other side of the room where laundry hampers actually go. And that space will look a whole lot better. Did I do that in the last five minutes? Nah, I didn't, but now I know. Um, and then just an update on decluttering. Decluttering, I, I say it all the time, decluttering is a project. It is not a project you have to set aside an entire day or a week for. Um, that's the whole premise of decluttering at the speed of life. You can do it you know, in five minutes at a time here and there um, without ever making things worse. But I do as much as the the daily stuff is everything. I have to do the daily stuff of the five minute pickups and the dishes and all that kind of stuff. The decluttering is the stuff I can look back on and go, oh my word, I have benefited so much from decluttering. Oh, I'm so incredibly thankful for all the decluttering I've done. Because the truth is, once something leaves my house, it is gone. I never have to think about it. I never have to look at it. I never have to trip over it. Again, it is gone, gone, gone. Not that that means I do it perfectly. Not that that means new stuff never comes in and I don't have to re-declutter. Not that that means I've gotten through every single nook and cranny of my entire home. I can always be decluttering. But the reality is once things are really gone, they're gone. And that leaves such a lasting positive impact on my home. It makes my home so much easier to keep under control. It makes those daily habits that I resent having to do every single day, no matter what, it makes those so much easier because of all the decluttering that I've done over the years. Okay. And as we go through different life phases, as I have things like speaking events where I have to go or my kids 
we had a crazy weekend recently where my two boys got certified as lifeguards, which meant we had to drive an hour multiple times. Well, actually like multiple times over the course of the weekend, every single day back and forth and taking them because I wasn't quite ready for them to make that trip on their own. And, you know, that kind of stuff, life getting crazy, my house simply does not get as out of control because I have less stuff in it than I used to have. Decluttering has such a lasting impact. And so do I still have stuff to declutter? Absolutely. I've got a corner in my game room right now that is still just a pile of stuff from, you know, moving stuff in and out of the house and moving things around to to replace the floors. Yeah, I've still got stuff to do. And yet I feel the impact of having, of just having decluttered so much over the years. So anyway, the the one thing I want to say, you know, with so many of these things, the whole getting behind on dishes or getting behind on laundry or getting behind on whatever, or even just, you know, my living room getting messy, whatever. Now I'm in a place that I didn't used to be where I now know, okay, I need to get back to the clean slate. I need to get back to ground zero on laundry or dishes. I need to get where they're all finished. And that in and of itself is no longer overwhelming like it used to be simply because I have less stuff in my house. My living room is at a point where even when it gets messy, I can get it picked up because there aren't a ton of things that are just randomly piled in here that don't have a real home. When every dish in the house is dirty, because we had a crazy week or two weeks or whatever, it's still only maybe two loads in the dishwasher because I simply don't have as many dishes because I've decluttered them. So what I'm saying? So the whole clean slate thing, it used to just be overwhelming. I could never get to the clean slate point, but the decluttering has brought me to the point where I can get to the clean slate. We simply don't have as many clothes as we used to. So we can't go on and on and on and on without doing laundry like we used to. And therefore, getting to the clean slate where everything is clean is an actual realistic possibility where it didn't used to be. Got it? Makes sense? All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Um, And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey, guys. I know I already said bye. I'm coming back on to tell you something that's really, really so important. Anyway, um, I want to encourage you guys to sign up for my newsletter if you haven't already. It's a great way for you to just stay in touch for when I have things that are time sensitive to share with you or for when, um, you know, I tell you about a speaking engagement and I might be in your area and it's just generally I send out two emails a week, one with an older you know, talking about an, a concept and then linking to an older post that um, there's a I've got, you know, almost 10 years of content that really can demonstrate how different decluttering principles and things work in your home. Anyway, so I'll send that out. And then I'll send out um, a post telling you about any new blog posts that are coming out. So but the other thing too, is time sensitive stuff, because I am so excited if you are listening to this still, and in real time, meaning you're listening to it on the day it came out or the next day or whatever, I had the opportunity to work with a company called Ultimate Bundles to put on this declutter your scariest space challenge, which 
I know I don't do challenges, but they let me do it my way, which meant the challenge is to tackle your space in the time that you have available. Not that you're going to be getting all these assignments that come in day after day of do this now do this, whatever. It's not like that. It's um, a professionally done video. Y'all, I, I mean, I'm like, really, y'all did all this and I got to be the person to share my decluttering strategies. Anyway, I'm so excited to offer it to you guys. I may in the future be able to share it with you in some other way, but I'm not guaranteed of that. And so I want to make sure you know that right now through Saturday, you can go and um, sign up for this challenge and get it for free. And they, they have this beautiful workbook that they put together. And like, I mean, it, it, seriously, I'm amazed at the quality of this thing. But anyway, I know I did it myself, but I'm saying the quality part of all the editing and all the stuff that they they did on their end. Anyway, um, wanted you to know about that and sign up for my newsletter at islobcomesclean.com slash newsletter, which will let you know about these types of time sensitive things as they happen. The other thing is coming up next week is going to be the ultimate bundle. I mean, the ultimate homemaking bundle, which I talk about every year. I'm not talking about it until now at the very end of the podcast, because it'll be over like it'll be over in less than a week or probably I don't remember anyway pay attention on the website if you're listening to this in real time it's there it's a really crazy amazing value my video course the uh, five-day clutter shakedown is included in it my video course is $40 the entire bundle is $30 and what I mean when I say bundle is I'm not sure the exact numbers but it's usually like almost a hundred different digital products that have to do somehow with homemaking, that the total value is in the thousands of dollars, and yet you're getting it for $30 total, just for this very limited time. That's how they can do that is because it's such a limited time. But the reason, um, you know, nobody needs all the products, but it's usually pretty easy for you to go through and go, okay, is this worth the money for me? Because I would want, you know, these five products and they add up to $150. So getting those for 30 is is good. But anyway, just wanted to let you know about that. Yes, uh, I will be talking about that in my newsletter. I'll make sure that you know when it's ending. Every year I have people who missed out and are sad. Um, But I also will give you the option on my newsletter to say, hey, I really don't want to hear about any of this. So why don't you start emailing me again after the bundle is over? I always give that option because I know sometimes you just either you've already bought it, you don't want to hear anything about it, or you're just like, yeah, this is not for me this year, whatever. I get it. So I always give you that option when every year when I talk about the ultimate homemaking bundle and the bundle is different every year. It's different products every year. Um, Anyway, wanted to make sure you guys knew about that. So that's why I came back on to blather for a little while. So those of y'all who are still listening unless it's because you just couldn't get to your phone to turn this off. You're my favorites. So, okay. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.